Welcome to another edition of the Bassin Interaction Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bassin, sports reporter and news reporter, of course, for CentralJersey.com. And we have made it almost to the end of the fall sports season. That's right, almost to the end. It's, it's crazy how time flies, but um, most state championships have been decided. This is the final week for soccer, with the semifinals and state championships being held this week and this weekend. And then, of course, also football playoffs sectional championships this week and for the non-publics their semifinal matchups and then state championships to follow so a lot of great action still to come but a lot of great action already happening with volleyball gymnastics girls tennis field hockey all that good shop good stuff it was a great i guess rebound of not having a real playoff season last year with the COVID situation to having it back we did have that with the spring but even more now with you know, the fall, you know, we're back in action. And it was, it was fun to see a lot of great performances. Um, on the soccer side, I mean, the sectional championship games, I saw three. There were three game winners. I saw two of the three game winners. Um, Alice Patinkas for Rumson Fairhaven in double overtime. Scores a goal to help the Bulldogs beat home, though, to win the boys' first ever sectional championship. Um, Juliana Kolbasovsky, I saw against Wall in the Central Jersey Group 2 final. They she scores in 38 seconds in overtime to win that game. And, of course, um, Kayla Wong, who will be joining me. That's right, joining me later on on the podcast. Um, so keep it locked in for that interview. Kayla did a great job. Really lovely lady to talk to about Freehold and her game winner in double overtime against Rancocas Valley to help Freehold Township win the Central Jersey Group 4 championship. So, a lot of great moments there in football. I cover the first round matchup between Alpin and Edison, which went overtime. A lot of twists and turns in that game. Edison wins it on a game-winning field goal. I was at Sayreville Milltown South this past Friday night, where Sayreville's coming in hot. I think you know eight games in a row they've won, and then they faced Milltown South, who did a great job running the football in the contest. And did a great job defensively holding down Zamir Wright and the Bombers offense to get a 17-8 victory and make it to their 22nd. That's right, 22nd sectional finals appearance. So unbelievable what the Milltown South football program has done over the years, and especially with uh, Steve Antonucci at the helm. So a lot of great stuff and a lot of great stuff to come in these next couple of weeks um, with those championships being decided. So um on this episode of the podcast, along with my interview with Kayla Wong of the Freehold Township Girls Soccer Team, I'm going to be revealing my Central Jersey, my updated Central Jersey High School Top 10 football rankings, which, spoiler alert, basically the top four teams have stayed the same as they have shown that they are all capable of winning sectional championships. But there's been some other teams that have come on the list from their performances in the playoffs and some upset victories. Uh, I'll also talk about you know the remaining soccer teams in Central Jersey that have a shot at winning uh, state championships. Um, Frail Township boys and girls soccer both have chances. Rumson Fairhaven, Homedale, so we'll get into all that good stuff. And then also I will be talking about, of course, my New York football giants um, who are 3-6 and six the bye week. So not terrible, not great, but you know we'll see. They're still in the thick of things in this league with all these upsets and everything going on in the NFL. It's, it's crazy to watch as well. So that's on tap for this episode. So I'm Let's get started, shall we? Let's let's not waste a minute. Let's get crack a lacking, and we'll start with my top ten Central Jersey updated football rankings. And at number one for the second time in the last couple of weeks is the Hillsborough High School Raiders. Yeah, that's right. The Raiders are still number one. 
Um, they're 11-0 on the season and coming off a completely dominating performance over Williamstown in the sexual semifinals of the Central Jersey Group 5 tournament. 49-14, they won that game. Uh, it was Tyler Mishnar night. Um, he rushed for 155 yards, six touchdowns, unbelievable performance by him. And, um, you know, just shows you how well Hill, you know, how diverse Hillsborough can be. I mean, they got a great offensive line led by Ethan McLaughlin and Mark Gullah. And they can run the ball at you. And then they can also do a great job in the passing game with Missouri. And, of course, when you have somebody like Tommy uh, Amakwa who can hurt you in so many different ways from running the football, catching football. I mean, Hillsborough used him in so many different facets of the game um, to be successful and to get them points. Um, they can hurt you in many different ways. Will Dixon's a solid tight end who's going to Akron. He's also adding a great defensive year as well. And the Hillsborough defense has been solid this season as well. So, I mean, top to bottom, this is a really deep team with a lot of talent Coach Cardi has. And they're 11-0 right now. And they'll be facing a familiar opponent in the championship game for the Central Jersey Group 5 title against North Brunswick this Friday night. Remember, just a couple weeks ago, in the rain, Hillsborough won 41-0 over North Brunswick. Um, I would suspect a different game this time around, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see how things would go. But it sure looks like Hillsborough right now on the way to be playing for a state championship. And that was their goal from day one, and they got a shot at doing that still. The Raiders stay at number one on my top ten high school Central Jersey football rankings. At number two, we go to the short conference as RBC Red Bank Catholic stays at number two, um, they beat Morris Catholic. They came back off through that tough loss to Donovan Catholic. Had the bye week, you know, to refresh up. And they got a big 58-34 to 34 victory over Morris Catholic in the uh, quarterfinals of the non-public B tournament. And um, Alex Brown had an unbelievable, heartwarming performance um, in honor of his mother who passed away, if, if many don't know, a couple of days before from breast cancer. And just an unbelievable performance by him. Eight touchdowns. And if you haven't seen, he's been on Sports Center, uh, ABC, Nightly News did something on him. I just saw I'm filming this Monday night, November 15th. They did something on Alex. But unbelievable performance by him to help the KCs get a big victory over Morris Catholic in advance to the semifinals of the non public B tournament where they'll face St. Joseph's Hamilton um, this Friday night. Um, and before I get going on my. Um, Top 10, I just want to send my condolences out to the Brown family and also give my all, all respect to Alex Brown for what he was able to do uh, last Friday night. I've lost a parent, unfortunately, so it's really tough, and others have as well. And, you know, what he was able to do, that was just unbelievable. So um, a lot of respect and courage takes to do that. And I applaud Alex for what he was able to do. So the Casey's, they're number two on my list. At number three... It's Rumson Fairhaven. They stay at number three. And the first couple weeks of the playoffs, it's been all defense for Rumson. They haven't allowed, get this, a first down in the first two games of the playoffs. And that stat was courtesy of Stephen Falk of the Asbury Park Press, who does a great job, as we all know, covering the high school sports football and um, high school sports landscape in general, but especially the high school football landscape in the short conference. And um, they – you know, listen, defensively, Coach Schulte has them rolling right now and playing excellent. And that goes along with an offense that can do a good job running the football with 
Jeffrey showed at running back, and of course, Colin Kennedy, a quarterback. Kennedy had a great game against Burlington Township in the 34 to nothing victory over them in the semifinals. 128 yards rushing, 116 yards passing, three total touchdowns. Just an unbelievable performance by the Bulldogs, who will face Woodrow Wilson in the Central Jersey Group 3 final on Friday night. Bulldogs, you know, another opportunity to add more to their legacy of dominance this past decade. You know, they've been able to achieve there, and uh, they got a good shot of adding a championship this Friday night against Woodrow Wilson. Wilson, it should be a tough game. I don't know if the defense will, you know, continue making it three straight games of no first downs given up, but I think, you know, the Bulldogs have a good chance of winning the sectional title and advancing the state championship. Um, at number four on my list, it's Milltown High School South. And um, I mentioned I was at the game against Sayerville where Milltown South won 17-8 over Sayerville, a team that came in red hot, eight straight victories. Amir Wright's having an unbelievable season. Um, and they just did a great job, uh, the Milltown South defense, of holding the Bombers in check, holding Wright in check. They had one big drive at the end of the first quarter going to the second quarter, Sayerville, where they were able to get a touchdown. But that was it. Besides that, Milltown South defense did a great job holding them in check. And then offensively in that game, um, Dan Premiano, over 150 yards rushing, 152 yards. Me and Bob Batters from the um, short um, sports network had. He had a great game. Uh, Sumi had a touchdown run. He's been playing really well. The young sophomore tailback for the Eagles. And that offensive line has been just playing excellent for Milltown South, led by Jake Williamson. So, you know, the Eagles, have a, again, they have a chance to win their 11th sectional championship um, against Irvington this Friday night. They have to travel up there, and uh, we'll see if they can get a gun. I mean, what Coach Antonucci and what he's been able to accomplish there is just unbelievable. He's won his 200-career game earlier this season. He's got a chance to add another sectional title. So should be interesting to see there. So those are my top four teams. And at number five, there's a new member of the top five in the high school Central Jersey football rankings, and that is North Brunswick, who after that tough loss to Hillsborough, 41 nothing, you know, you weren't sure what you were going to get from the Raiders. Um, you know, they have a lot of talent, but that was a tough, you know, they faced a really good opponent and didn't turn out so well. But they've come out in the playoffs and played excellent. They're 83 on the season. They came back from 14 points down to be a good Cherokee team, 34 to 21. Um, Frankie Garbolino threw for 231 yards and three touchdowns. So, listen, they have the talent, um, North Brunswick to give Hillsborough a game and pull off an upset. They definitely do. It's going to be interesting. I think it's not going to be a 41 nothing game. I can tell you that much like it was a couple weeks ago. But um, it should be a real good game, and especially for big central football conference supremacy between Hillsborough and North Brunswick. One of them is going to win. One's going to win a sectional title for the conference. So it should be fun to watch. Um, and that's my top five. So the Raiders of North Brunswick leading to the top five. They're back in the top five after starting in it. Earlier this season, they are back in at number five. At number six, I mentioned Sayerville. They end the season eight and three. Eight straight wins were just unbelievable. Came on really strong. Zamir, right, who's only a sophomore, had an unbelievable season. Over 1,400 yards rushing, 25 touchdowns. Really good running back, good size. Stays at Sayerville. They got a, they got a winner. Definitely there. And uh, another great season by the Bombers. Kind of like, you know, the last couple of years, they haven't you know, been to that top tier that they used to be. Now they are. And um, they gave Milltown South. They just ran into a really good Milltown South. That's just the, 
the face of it. But um, since that North Brunswick win, man, they just got on a roll and they had a really great season. So the Bombers end at number six on my list with their eight and three record. At number seven, it's Colts Neck, who finished the season six and four. Big victory over Timber Creek. They won 17 to 14 there in the first round of the uh, sectional tournament. And then unfortunately, though, lost to Wilson 41 to 14. A really good Wilson team in the uh, semifinals this past weekend. But hey, you got to give Colts Neck credit. They played in really tough, the top short conference division, won against a really good Towns River North team who's showing that right now in the playoffs as they'll be playing for a sectional championship. And they're the favorite right now. Um, Tommy Fallon had a nice senior season. So did Manos. I mean, um, you know, Coach Ahern has built up a very good program there at Colts Neck. They're back in the playoffs, and um, they still can be really good. They got Scully coming back. You know, don't don't turn your head on, on the Cougars. They're, they're here to stay, I believe, and they finish off at number seven on my list. At number eight, it's Edison, who ends the season at seven and four. And big win for Edison. You know, I talked about it last week. I was at the game against Manalpin. Manalpin's playing outstanding football. They came in um, six and two, playing really well. And um, Edison took it to them and got a, you know, they're down, thir- they're down um, 13, nothing, you know, with under three minutes to go. They come back to tie the game, um, you know, great, you know, Parrot has a great 99 yard touchdown return yasko leads him on a great two-minute drive find stansberry you know tie going over to, to second half they took the lead to start the second half edison comes back and then edison i mean now pin comes back to tie it and then edison wins it at the end um sabio with the game-winning field goal in overtime but um, that was a huge win for edison um their run ended against times river north uh 48 to 7 um but listen the um, the Eagles have a really good team, especially coming back. Yasko's only a junior. He threw for over 1,706 yards. Malcolm Stansberry's best target's coming back, and he's a star. Seven touchdowns. He had 45 catches. Um, so, again, Edison's here to stay, too. They're going to be a tough team to beat next year as well in the, in the big Central Football Conference. At number nine, Manalpin drops from five to nine. They finished the year at six and three with that heartbreaking loss. Edison, like I mentioned, they were up 13-0. Unfortunately, things just unraveled there at the end of the first half. And then they came back. But, you know, unfortunately, Edison was able to pull out the victory in overtime. But um, Coach Lepore, they're back. Manalpin, they had a tough year last year with the COVID situation. The team came back this year. Um, Michael Heckel had a really nice year with 11 touchdowns. So did the Michael Bamonte on defense, especially at interception um, in the game against Edison. was a turnover machine all season for um, and Alpin. They got some guys coming back um, with Clark and with um, Dilly. So a lot of talent still on that Manalpin squad um, who finished their 2021 campaign at six and three. And then finally, at number 10, Raritan. That's right, the Raritan Rockets, who are six and four on the year and will be playing for a sexual championship this Friday night against Hammond, Haddonfield in the group Central Jersey Group 2 final. Um, they're the number one seed, Raritan, and they get to host it. So that's big for the Rockets. And they beat Hillside 41 to 34 um, in their semifinal round. So the Rockets are now in the uh, top 10. So that's my top 10. Let me know what you think. But, um, you know, a good list here. Um, right. You know, you got six teams on the list that have a shot winning a sectional title this week. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, 
know, Raritan could surely beat Hadville. I would not be surprised. So should be very interesting to watch how that plays out. Check on Twitter where I'm going to be covering. I'm not sure yet which one I'll be at, but looking forward to covering a sectional championship game this weekend or possibly Red Bank Catholic in their um, semifinal match as well. So a lot of fun football coverage to come as well as soccer, um, which I'll talk about later um, because we're going to get right into my interview with Kayla Wong, who I mentioned scored the game-winning double overtime goal against – game-winning goal in a double overtime, excuse me, over Rancocas Valley for the Freehold Township girls soccer team to help the team win their first sectional title since 2017 um, with a 4-3 victory over Rancocas Valley. Um, Kayla's having a great season, 15 goals, 15 assists. I mean, people talk about Cassidy – Corsione, but she's having a great season as well, Kayla, and uh, you know had a great moment helping the Patriots win the sectional championship. So, without further ado, here she is, Kayla Wong of the Freehold Township High School girls soccer team. We are back here on the Bass Interaction Podcast, and I have the honor and pleasure to be joined by Freehold Township girls soccer player Kayla Wong, who's coming off an incredible couple days to say the least. Uh, Kayla, how does it feel? You scored the game-winning goal against Rancocas Valley to help Creole Township win this, the sectional championship on Friday, their first since 2017. I mean, how does it feel to have that special moment? Yeah, it feels great. You know, um, our team, we've worked so hard to get to that point, and we were a little disappointed that um, Rancocas Valley was able to tie it, um, and they eventually went up for the lead. And so I think that after working so hard um, – through that game, I just kind of knew I wanted to put the ball in the back of the net and kind of get that win for the team. And so it felt great. It felt absolutely amazing um, having that moment with the team and celebrating. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a crazy game. I was watching it on Twitter because I was covering Homedale versus Wall, but you guys are up 2 nothing. Ainsley, get you guys rolling. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, wow, it's 3-2. to two. Ringo Tell came back, but Cass gets the goal and then double overtime, you get it done. I mean – what did that mean to you guys being able to come back and win a game like that to win a sectional championship? Yeah, it definitely says a lot about our team um, as like our team dynamic. I think it shows a lot um, of grit that we have, you know, we're able to bounce back and come back from, we had the lead and the fact that we lost the lead, I think that kind of angered us in a little bit. And so eventually like we kind of used that anger and and over time like we just kept firing and firing and eventually we knew the goal was coming in overtime and it did so I think it meant a lot to us um being able to come back it kind of gave us a lot of confidence um going into the semifinals and finals hopefully for the states hopefully hopefully, yeah. hopefully Ray um you guys played um Tom's River North on Wednesday um before we get into that I want to ask you like personally what did it mean to you to score that goal? And like, what was it like afterwards celebrating with not just your teammates, but your family and friends and all that stuff? Yeah, personally for me, it just, it felt completely amazing. You know, I think last year personally for me, I, I don't think I had the best season. Um, so this year I just, it just felt amazing to score the game winner. And obviously a lot of the other teammates contributed to the win. I think the whole team did. Um, but for me, I just felt amazing. Um, my parents were so proud of me, which was such a great moment. Um, yeah, I thought it was just, it was amazing to celebrate with fans and the whole team and everyone had your back, which was amazing. So, yeah. Who gave you the hug first, your mom or your dad? I think it was my mom. 
I think my dad was taking the pictures. <laughs> oh, your dad was taking the pictures yeah. on picture duty. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Well, that must have been a great moment for you and your mom. Yeah. You know, the hat really and everything was. else like that. Um, you were mentioning about your season. Like, I was doing some stat digging for everybody. And, I mean, everyone talks about Cassidy. But you're having an amazing season. 15 goals. Thank 15 you. Assists. I mean, that is all state caliber numbers right there. I mean, or all conference, we can say. I mean. Talk about that. You mentioned you didn't have a great year last year. This year, you're having an amazing season. Yeah, last year, I I think I finished with like one goal and five assists. And honestly, for me personally, um, I know the team had a really great year last year. For Personally, for me, though, I felt like I didn't get enough out of that season and I wasn't very satisfied with my performance. Um, but I think this year, you know, I worked really hard um, throughout the summer and stuff. And I think this year, I, I came into the season with just – a lot more confidence in myself and in my play. And so I think that really transfers onto the field. Um, I'm more confident um, going to goal and I'm more confident trying to shoot and trying to make plays. So I think it, it's just, yeah, I think it's just all about confidence for me this season. And I think that's why I'm getting some good numbers for goals and assists, which is really an honor. Was last year your first year on varsity? Cause you, you're a junior, right? Yeah. Um, I made varsity freshman year. Um, I had a pretty good season, but it wasn't anything like breakout season or anything. So I think this year has definitely been um, a whole different season for me. Um, I think I definitely um, jumped out of my comfort zone this year. And I think I'm definitely having a really good season and I'm really proud of it. <laughs> um, which is awesome, you know, to have that confidence and everything. Um, What's it been like with the ride that you guys have been on? Not just you having this season, but you guys having this amazing ride. I mean, you're, you guys haven't lost yet. You guys are undefeated on the season 21-0-1. I mean, just talk about that and the amazing yeah. play. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this this summer we kind of came into the season and we didn't really know what to expect. You know, last season we lost 16 seniors, which is a lot, and so – this summer, we really took the time um, trying to see what freshmen came in, and we had a really good freshman class. And so this summer, we kind of just worked on building the team. We only had about six returners um, from last year. So this summer, we really focused on our team chemistry and building the team and introducing like new players into varsity. And so I think it was all about team chemistry at the end of the summer. And I think with that, we had all the players, um, obviously, big name players like Cassidy and Ainsley. And so we just, we had all the pieces. And I think as the more we played, um, the better we got with our team chemistry. And so I think, I think that's what really makes us successful is we have so many good players and we were able to put them in the right positions. And I think that's what adds to our success. You know, historically the last decade, Friel Township Girls Soccer has had a great, has had great success. Do you guys talk about that at all and continuing that? Or is it just, hey, this is our team. We want to make our own name here. Yeah, you know, we, we always talk about um, one of the big goals for this season really is to win the division, the short conference, and the state championship. And so that's been always a goal for Friel Township. And I don't I don't think that's been achieved yet um, for Township history. And so if, if we were able to do it, I think that would be – such an amazing accomplishment for not only our team, but for the whole school. And so that's been one of our biggest goals and we're hoping to accomplish that this week. Um, and you guys have it in boys and girls soccer. The mm -hmm. school has a job yeah. winning state championships. You guys both won sectionals. What's mm -hmm. that been like? What's, what's 
take me through the atmosphere of the school, you know, with the two of you get um, teams winning. Yeah, it's, I, I think that both teams have been supporting each other throughout this whole ride, which I think is very special for our for our whole school, you know. Um, we get a lot of the boys team coming to go to our games and, and we try to make as many boys games as we can to root them on and stuff like that. So I think it's really special that the boys like want to come and root us on and we want to root them on because ultimately we support um, all of Township. And so it's all about that Patriot Nation. So, yeah. And you guys are going up against the same team too, yeah. the same schools. It's crazy to think. Um you know, if you guys both won a state championship, what do you think that would mean for the school and the community of Freehold? I think that would be amazing. You know, I think a lot of people like look up to us and, and I think it would be really cool to have both the girls and boys winning the championship. I, I don't know if that's been done before, but it would definitely be really amazing if that happened. Um, one thing I wanted to ask your coach and I haven't yet is it seems like Al High School is like a lucky spot for you guys. These guys won a sectional championship this year, and last year you guys won that regional title. Yeah, and it was kind of interesting thinking about that because how's typically a rival for you guys, mm -hmm. and like it's a place where you won championships the last two years. Yeah, I mean, we always we always say that we like to play on turf better, um, only because we're a very technical team, and so we always do try to push for how sometimes in certain instances we really like to play on turf because we are a very technical team and the ball just moves better on turf. And so, yeah, I think it was really great. We got to play the final um, at Howell because it was, it was just better. We were able to move the ball quicker. And so, yeah, the fact that we won um, both sectional um, titles at Howell was really amazing. Yeah. Um, now, now the goal's not done. You mentioned you guys want to win a state championship. Mm -hmm. What's the goal going against Towns River North? I mean, you beat them before yeah. um, in the short conference final. Um, are you guys looking at that game at all, or you believe this is different this time around? Yeah. It, um, well, we already played them once before, like you said, so we know that they're going to come out with a lot of energy this time around, and we know that they they have the possibility of making new changes, and so I think that we have to be ready for whatever they come at um, with us, and I think that our team is – been able to um, adapt to a lot of changes throughout our whole season. And so I think it would just be like any other game, you know, just kind of come out very aggressive, um, press as hard as we can, and try to score early like we did um, against Tom's River North last time. So I think that's what our game plan is looking at um, going into the game. So, yeah. <laughs> just be aggressive and score. I mean, that's what happened. You're right. I mean, I think – you guys scored what like first three minutes or two minutes or something i think like it was in that. like 49 seconds I think 49 yeah it was 49 seconds i mean yeah. these games for me blend together you guys mm -hmm. have all better memories than me but um again um kayla thank you for coming on the podcast i just have one question for you and it's just about you mentioned the team chemistry mm -hmm. i after winning a sectional championship what's it been like you know to in practice today or just over the weekend with you guys you know or girls i should say um, <laughs> being able to relish in the fact that, wow, like we won a sectional championship mm -hmm. and, you know, we're on this um, tremendous ride. We're undefeated and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, we've always had a good team chemistry ever since the summer. Um, I think we have a lot of underclassmen on our team, a lot of freshmen. And I think that the upperclassmen have been doing a really good job of just kind of introducing them into varsity. And I think that team chemistry is ultimately what helped us win that sectional final. Um, we all trust each other on the field. And so 
Yeah, um, the team chemistry coming into practice today was honestly, it was amazing. Um, we always have good energy going into practices and we have, we have a good, like, we're able to fool around at practice, but we know when it's time to like become serious. And I think that's what makes us a really good team. And so, yeah, today's practice, it was, it was high energy. It was, we were excited about the win, but we know we have the, the job's not done yet. So we were focused on the game on Wednesday. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope this weekend I get to see you guys at Kane University and see you guys play girls. Keep mm-hmm. saying guys, girls, <laughs> play for a uh, session championship. Hopefully the guys too. Hopefully I, see, yeah. I get to watch both you guys both mm-hmm. um, go for a state championship. Um, Kayla, again, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for Enjoy. having me. Yeah, no worries. Um, have a good Tuesday um, getting prepared for um, Tom's River North and good luck against them on Wednesday. Yeah, thank you. And thank you again to Kayla for coming on the podcast to talk about her game-winning goal in double overtime of the sectional final this past Friday against Frank Oakus Valley to help Creole Township win the Central Jersey Group 4 Championship, their first sectional title since 2017, and continue their undefeated season at 21-0-1. So again, congrats to the Patriots on winning the sectional championship. Them and the boys, so both, as I mentioned before, both the boys and girls Freehold Township soccer teams will have a chance at winning state championships this week. And we're going to get right into that coverage now, um, starting with Freehold Township. Girls soccer, who will be facing Tom's River North. Same Tom's River North team they beat in the short conference um, tournament championship game just a few weeks ago in the semifinal, which will be held on Wednesday this week, November 17th. Boys are playing the 16th. Girls are playing the 17th. And whoever wins that will be down in Kane at Kane University come this weekend. Boys playing on Saturday and the girls playing on Sunday. Um, you know, I would not be surprised if Freo Township, you know, the way they're playing right now, especially coming off a nice victory against Tom's River North um, in the short conference championship game that um, I could definitely see them win that game. But it should be a good one. You know, um, Tom's River North is, is, is no slouch and, you heard what uh, Kayla had to say. They got to be aggressive early, um, Freehold Township, and score. Um, we saw Tom's um, River North come back against Freehold, actually, in the short conference game, um, championship game. It was 1-1 going into the final 10 minutes of the first half, and then a penalty kick. They took advantage of the Freehold Township and controlled the action from there. But um, should be a good context. But I definitely can see Freehold Township, and I feel they will be playing on Sunday against either Westfield or Ridgewood for a, a state championship you mentioned what Kayla said. They want to win the division, short conference, sectional title, state title. They want all that. We'll see if they'll get all that gold, the Patriots, uh, this week. Um, on the other side of things for the girls in group two, um, you got Homedale, who's coming off a huge victory over Wall. Controlled the game start to finish, but just couldn't find the back end. And then finally, Juliana Kolposovsky scored. 38 seconds in the overtime to help Homedale beat Wall 1-0, win their first sectional title since 2015, I believe. They won the state championship in 2014, the girls from Homedale. So uh, they'll try to win another one this time around. They face Haddonfield on Wednesday. Um, you know, listen, they scored 16 goals in the in, in the sectional tournament, Homedale. Uh, they only got needed one against Wall. They couldn't find back in the net a lot, but they got the goal they needed. Um, if they're on with with – Velakos, 
Um, Taylor Beelin, I mean, this team can really do some damage, I think. And and Kobasovsky's been playing excellent as well during the playoffs. So they have a three legitimate top scorers there, double-digit scorers, Holmdell, and their defense has been playing really well as well, controlling, you know, pushing the ball up the field, keeping it in the opponent's zone. So I think they have a good chance of being Hanfield and making it to the championship game where they'll either face Hanover or Sparta. A Hanover Parker Sparta, excuse me. Um, those will be the teams that if Homedale would beat Haddonfield, that's who they would face in the championship game, which will be on Sunday. The girls will be on Sunday. And right now the times for those games, group two goes at 10 a.m. And then the group four goes at 3 p.m. Um, if you want uh, time checks for that. All those championship games will be held at Kane University. On the boys' side of things, we will go to start with Group 2 semifinals, and we'll start with Rumson Fairhaven, who's coming off a – they're winning their first-ever sectional championship in dramatic fashion with Patinkas scoring the game-winning goal in double overtime against Homedale. Crazy game that was, back and forth game, and an emotional victory for the Bulldogs. And they will face a very good Delran team um, in the semifinals. Will be a tough test for Rumson. Um, you know, if they can beat Delran, they got a shot at winning a championship. I really do think so. I think that'll be their toughest test. But uh, should be a good matchup. And Ramsey Hopkins Town is a good program, but I would think Ramsey wins that game. That's just my feeling on it. But uh, um, should be an interesting contest. Um, what the Bulldogs were able to uh, achieve this year is just unbelievable. Tough loss to Wall in the short conference tournament. They bounce back. Um, by winning the sectional title and being their rival to do so in Homedale, who has had, you know, it's a star-studded program in boys' soccer here in the short conference. Um, so won three championships with Coach Nancarlo. So, um, you know, that was a big victory for Rumson. We'll see if they can continue the streak this on Tuesday. They play tomorrow or today, since you're listening to it, November 16th against the Rand at 6 p.m. That game will be at Rumson. So, See if home field advantage helps out the Bulldogs in that game. So uh, winner will play at Kane University this Saturday. And then in Group 4, we go back to Frio Township. You know, the Frio Township boys and girls soccer teams, both of them have shot to win the state championships uh, this week. <laughs> and they're both facing Tiles River North in the semifinals. How crazy is that? Um, so, you know, today at home, Frio Township faces Tiles River North. Remember, Towns River North beat Friel Township in the semifinals of the Shore Conference Tournament just a couple weeks ago. So revenge on the mind of the Patriots as they try to advance to the championship game. Um, they, If they would beat Towns River North, they would play Saturday against either um, Carney or Elizabeth. I like Elizabeth in that game. Saw them against Monroe last year. Had a lot of parts returning this year. They look like a solid team. So it um, should be interesting to watch there. But um, you know, Friel Township, we'll see if it's their week. We'll see if it's their week against Tom's River North as both teams play there. But uh, both have shots at winning a state championship. I think both make it to the state championship game. I I, I do, in a way, Friel Township at home. They're playing on grass. I think that's a benefit for them. And, you know, last time they played Tom's River North, it was at Barnegat Turf Field. So a little difference. I think that'll play to the Patriots' favor. But um, should be a very interesting game to watch there. So um, that's my little preview on the boys and girls state semi and final games coming up this week. We'll see if either one of these teams, whether it's real township boys or girls soccer teams, 
home Del Girl soccer or Rumson Harry and boys soccer take home a state championship. I just I can't believe it's been three years since Homedale won their second of their back to back. And that was a great I love covering that team. That was a fun run when they beat, you know, Del Rand and won the championship. But um, you know, can't believe that's been three years now. But it's great to have championship season back, you know, getting to cover Milltown South in their championship run and Colts Neck back in the spring for Colts Neck softball and, and Milltown South baseball were really fun to watch. And hopefully we get to experience, I get to experience that. We all do with, you know, this week with um, either Freehold Township boys or their girls soccer teams or um, Rumsfair and boys soccer or Homedale girls soccer. So all that said. So um, the final parts of this podcast, if you're still listening, is my little rant on my New York football giants. Um, for those wondering, I you know I do a video after every Giants game this season. Been doing that, um, win or lose, and I did not post one after um, the Raiders game. Now I watched it on delay. I was doing something that afternoon, so I rewatched it at the end at night um, to get a feeling on it. And knew I'd be doing a podcast soon, so I wanted to take my take on that, especially with the bye week. I thought you know take my shots there, but uh, look three and six. Like I mentioned, it's 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 not bad. It's not great. Um, they've had some quality wins. I mean, the Raiders lost the Chiefs doesn't show that, but it has a quality win being a decent Raiders team um, who's in the playoffs right now in the AFC beating them. Um, you beat a, a New Orleans team at in New Orleans, big win there. Um, Carolina is a, is it was a solid win. You had a good shot, be, you know. You weren't the favorite going in, but you had a good shot, and you did. You proved that it was a good, solid victory on all sides. Um, so those are f- good to say about this. You know, the start. Now you look at the six losses. You talk about the tough loss to Washington, a game you should have won. You should have beaten the Falcons. Um, you know, the Rams in Dallas. Those games, yeah. You know, the injuries don't make it easy for the Dallas game with with Jones and Barkley going out. But the Rams just showed that they were a better team that day and the next week um, and everything else. The Broncos, who have been hit or miss, I think the Giants just weren't. A, they weren't, I would say, um, coming together as well on defense. You saw that. Defense has been picking it up lately. They've been playing very well. I think early on we all knew they weren't. They're letting Tyler Heineke go up the field and just a minute to score a touchdown. I mean, you know, they weren't gelling. Now they are. They're playing better. Xavier McKinney's playing better. They're getting some – they're getting a pass rush with guys like Roche, Roche and Ojolari. Leonard Williams is playing better. Dexter Lawrence is playing better. James Bradbury's playing better. Logan Ryan's playing better. They all were slacking, not playing up the par to start off the year. So now they are. Um, you know, they had a chance to beat the Chiefs. They, they really did. They had a chance to beat the Chiefs. Taunting penalty killed them with Elijah Penny and, you know, and things unravel from there. But um, that's a game they actually should have won. They played really well. Um, you know, Daniel wasn't as clean with the ball early on, but started to play better as they went down, as the game went on. And unfortunately, the offensive line broke down there. And that's the big key. You know, getting Andrew Thomas back for the second half of the season is huge because if you can get him at left tackle healthy and playing like he was his first half of the season. That really helps Daniel Jones. And I think with that and the weapons he gets back with Galladay and Barkley, Shepard hopefully in the next couple of weeks comes back with Tony and um, 
you know, Darius Slayton and a solid offensive line, a better one with Andrew Thomas on it. I think that makes Daniel Jones even more better than what he has shown this year, which has been solid. I know the touchdowns aren't there, but he's played very well. He's not turning the ball over much. And the turnovers, I mean, I look at him. I mean, the fumble that he had against the Raiders, you know, Pear was beat by a mile. He's beat by a mile. He had no chance, Daniel. I mean, you know, like, um, I think he's done a better job of, you know, protecting the football. And he's played well. And I think with the more weapons coming back and staying healthy, the Giants can catch fire and win some games, and he can put up some pretty gaudy numbers. I think he can get up to 20-something touchdowns. I really do. I think he has that ability. Um, you know, the rest of the way, look, it starts with Tampa next Monday night. It's coming off a tough loss to Washington, so they're a vulnerable team. Um, they got some injuries, which helps, you know, the Giants get banged up, so the Giants will help up the Giants a bit. But, um, you know, after that, you got the Eagles, who so-so team, I don't think they're that great. Miami, the Chargers, Dallas, Philly, um, Chicago and Washington. That's the rest of their schedule. And um, you can't predict this and that. And you, you, you saw that this year with this league. You can't say when, you know, how things are going to go. You never know each week with this league. You're seeing upsets left and right right now. But um, listen, the Giants have a shot to catch fire and I think win around possibly six games. I really do. I, I think they can possibly win six games down the stretch. I, I really do now. We'll see if that happens. If they win six, they get nine. Could that get them to the playoffs? It could. I mean, right now they're a game out at three and six. I mean, I know there's a lot of teams ahead of them, you know, with at four and five right now. But, I mean, you know, I think it shows you that it's anyone's game right now. And that, you know, listen, you're getting healthy. You know, you're getting Saquon back. You're getting your star left tackle back, Andrew Thomas. Galladay's coming back healthy. Tony's getting more and more healthier, and he's showing that he can be a stud like OBJ. Darius Slayton's getting healthier. The offensive line is more coming together. They, they, they can do some things. And another thing I think which is very interesting, and I'll say this, is that you're going to get a motivated Saquon Barkley coming back from injury. A motivated because he saw Devontae Booker almost rush for 100 yards with that offensive line two weeks ago against the Raiders or a week ago against the Raiders. Okay, Elijah Penny breaking tackles and getting first downs. You know, you want to show your worth? You're not going to get your contract extension this year. You're probably just going to get, you know, they'll probably just pick up the op the fifth year option with them. But you want to show your worth and show that you're a star in this league? Monday night, primetime television against the defending champs. Here's your shot. All right. I think you're going to see a motivated Saquon Barkley coming out of the second half. And if he can stay healthy and look like he did against the Saints, boy, can the Giants do something with him and Daniel Jones, especially in the running game and with the read option and all that. I mean, they can be deadly. And yes, Jason Garrett's not going to destroy that with his play calling, even though I'm not huge on Jason Garrett. I really think if the Giants don't catch fire here, he's probably out of the job. But you know, the Giants with the pieces coming back and the way I think Daniel Jones has looked with what he's had to play with, they got a shot winning some games. You can in this league, you can see that. And I think they have a good shot making, you know, make a push at possibly the playoffs. You know, who knows? You know, eight and nine might get you in. You know, nine and eight might get you in. Who knows? You know, so um 
you know, we'll see with how things go with the 17 game schedule and, you know, seven teams out getting into the playoffs. So it should be interesting to watch. Um, I don't think they'll catch Dallas to win the division. I think Dallas is a good team. I really do. Dak wasn't healthy last week against Denver with him being healthy. They're, they're a good team. And I don't know if they would win the conference, but they're a team that can, you know, make a run at a, you know, conference championship game. I still think the best teams, if you look at it, are either the Packers or the Bucks or the Rams. I know the Rams aren't showing it right now as we speak, getting clobbered by the 49ers, but I think those are the best teams. I'm still not sure about Arizona. Kyler Murray, injury prone. The offensive line hasn't played great. I know he's got weapons, but I don't know. It's just there's something about that team that doesn't click for me yet. I think they're better than I expected, and I give Coach Kingsbury a lot of credit. And they'll definitely do make the playoffs, but they're not a Super Bowl contender for me yet. Um, they still got to show me some things, the, the Arizona Cardinals. But um, it's anyone's game. I mean, right now you're 3-6. and six. You're looking at the teams above you, you know, and there's a lot of them. I'm not saying there isn't, but you make a run, who knows where you'll end up and everything else. So we'll see what happens. It starts next Monday night. Do I think they're – can I say they're going to beat the Bucks? No, but I think – like. The Kansas City game, it's going to be a good game. <laughs> you just hope that somehow they pull it off this time around. You know, so we'll see about that. So um, that's my take on the Giants. Um, I really do think they can win around six games. I really do. Five, six games. That's my prediction. And you can hold me to it. Um, you can call me crazy, but I really think the Giants can catch fire with the schedule they have and with getting healthy. They can do some things So, um, from what I've seen. So that's the podcast or this edition of the Bass Interaction podcast for this week. I want to thank you all for listening. Um, for those who follow me on Twitter, keep following me. Keep liking, tagging my stuff if you haven't yet. Um, follow me. My Twitter is at, at sbass underscore sports. That's at sbass and bo- underscore sports. Bass and spell B as in boy, A-S-S-I-N. Um, you'll see all my you know game updates my stories. You can also go to centraljersey.com for all of those stories. I wrote a nice piece recently on the Middletown South's playoff push and how their season has gone. Um, I did a feature on Hillsboro for the semifinal action and I'll have, and also there is complete coverage of the sectional championship games I covered with Frail Township boys winning their sectional title from some Fairhaven boys winning theirs and of course Homedale girls. So all that is on centralizers.com, so check it out. And also check out more stuff I'll have for you during the week on the games going on. And, of course, state championships if teams make it there. And Friday night, I'll let you guys know you know, early that day which game I am covering, which sectional final I'll be at. So it um, should be fun. I'm looking forward to another great week of playoff action. And uh, hopefully I'll be at Kane University this weekend. And hopefully Friday night I'll get to be covering a good – football game and a sectional champion so um should be fun to um should be a fun week so again i want to thank you all for listening hope you guys all have a, a great last week before thanksgiving um you know getting ready for the my favorite holiday of the year i'm literally looking forward to it and um you know hope you guys have a nice lo- nice last week before your thanksgiving vacation with family and if you're spending it with more family especially with family you haven't seen in a while i hope you all have a great time so Thank you all for listening. This has been Stephen Bassin on another episode of Bassin Interaction.